we have come to the the close of our series. <laughs> the close of our series. Somebody said, oh. Did, did you say, oh? No. <laughs> the close of our series um, in the book of Philippians, living joyfully, living joyfully. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know about you, um, but has anybody uh, had homework through this series, meaning uh, uh, have, had, have things occurred when, uh, um, when we said, uh, God says, don't worry about anything? Did, did things show up to worry about when, when he said, don't grumble? Did things show up to grumble about? And you had to tell yourself that the word says, don't grumble. Um, ho- hopefully, um, you know, God, God does, he shapes us he shapes us by his word, amen, amen. And, uh, and, and, and how it, um, it guides us in real time, you know, like I said last week, in the field, right? right? Um, but we are here and we are, by now, I, I pray that we are um, dug in and uh, uh, stubbornly convinced that we have the right to choose to live joyfully, Amen. regardless of circumstances. Amen? Amen. 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 So, so if, we, if we got that, then we, we got something. Amen. Um, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're closing out of chapter 4 today. Uh, chapter 4, and we got about as far as the 10th verse. Well, yeah. Yeah, we got as far as the 10th verse. So I'm going to start reading in chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and I'll begin reading at the 10th verse. Um, The word says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received your, uh, you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation uh, I, um, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. Uh, And and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I, I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 
Lord, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for this uh, uh, letter, Lord, this epistle um, that has uh, brought your, your testimony, brought uh, your truth, your um, direction, and uh, your guidance, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that we uh, have received and will continue to receive, Lord, what you intend from your word, Lord. We know that your word will not return to you void. God, we thank you for that. We thank you for all that are gathered here. We thank you for those that are uh, gathered in homes, Lord. Uh, we pray now that your word be opened in our hearts and our minds. We ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In, in, the, in the aftermath of, uh, of the 2017 Hurricane Harvey, anybody remember Harvey when it hit Texas? Uh, in that aftermath, a reporter stopped and interviewed a man walking in the rain with his six-year-old son. When asked about his day, <laughs> Jeremiah Richard, who was just delivered from the flood by a helicopter, explained that to escape, he went up to the second floor with his son out of a window and was rescued. Uh, Having nothing but two backpacks and the, and the clothes that they were wearing. I'm not sure what the reporter was expecting to hear when he asked about his condition. But Jeremiah told him directly, we thank God. Uh, we, we thank God. We lost the car, all the clothes, and the school clothes. Everything is gone, but we thank God. The reporter asked, where do you go now? Jeremiah said, we don't know. Looking puzzled, he asked, but you're thankful? Yes. Uh, staring straight into the camera, Brother Jeremiah said, yeah, we're thankful. Yes. God is good. Yes. God is good, he repeated. You, what, what? This had so impacted me when I, when I saw Brother, I call him Brother Jeremiah, I don't know him. But, but, but he's a brother. What, what's, the, what's the difference between somebody that falls apart in situations like this and, and somebody like Jeremiah that's, that's able to keep it together? Uh, he, he didn't have much, seemed like he lost everything in that storm, but he was content. He was content. I, I'm convinced that the presence of God in his life made Whatever he had, enough. Amen. It made whatever he had enough. The, the text shows us it is possible to be satisfied in any circumstance. Amen. With God, there is always enough. Always enough. That's the, that's the title of the, the, the message for the day. Always enough. Always enough. As, as, as a background, as we close uh, today... Um, as Paul gives thanks to this church for their sacrificial support and partnership with him in the work of the gospel, uh, he shares several examples through this letter of the lives that, uh, that they're called to lead as those belonging to Christ 
who, who is the chief example himself, after prompting them to uh, apply the things they've seen and heard and learned, Paul closes now by steering them to be content and confident, knowing that God recognizes their sacrificial giving and will continually be their source of provision. Paul is saying that, he said, God will always provide what's needed to live the lives he's called us to. You need to be sure that God will always provide what's needed to live the lives he's called us to. And because of God's loving provision in all circumstances, we should, four things, we should be content. We should be generous. We should be confident. And we should be giving him glory. (laughs) We should be content. We should be generous. We should be confident. We should be giving him glory. Uh, listen, listen to Paul. He says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Paul, Paul had... Uh, had instructed the the Philippians throughout this letter several occasions to rejoice in the Lord. And and here now he gives another example of his own rejoicing in the Lord there from the prison in Rome. Um, He's rejoicing in the Lord. He says, he says, finally, finally, you guys were able to send your gift again to help me. You didn't forget about me. Uh, Paul wasn't wasn't criticizing how long it took them. He he wasn't just saying at last. (laughs) Uh, He he makes it clear that that he knew he was always in their thoughts and in their hearts, but they they hadn't had the chance to get to him for help. Paul knew the, the Philippians cared about him. He describes their delay and, and concern for him like, like, a, like a tree in winter waiting to bloom again when the season arrives. Uh, it, 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 it had, um, their concern had revived again. He takes joy in the, in the Lord's work in the Philippians. Notice, notice Paul's uh, spiritual maturity here, his, spiritual, uh, his spiritually mature thinking, uh, uh, no, uh, noting e- even, even if they weren't able to provide for his need right away, it didn't for Paul invalidate the care that they've felt for him. You know, we, we live in a cancel culture, so many, many today will cancel and cut people off if they don't respond to their need in the way or in the time frame that they think that it should happen. Um, but Paul has this spiritual mature way of, uh, spiritually mature way of thinking. I'm thinking maybe having this, this attitude towards others probably flows from a place of being content. A place of being content. Not, <clears throat> he says, not that I'm, I'm speaking out of being in need. For I have learned whatever situation, in whatever situation I am, I, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, uh, abundance and need. I can do all things through him 
who strengthens me, him, Christ, who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you, he said, he says, to share in my trouble. It's almost like he's saying, I didn't really need it, but thank you. Uh, we'll, We'll look at it. We'll look at what he's saying. Paul is thanking the Philippians for what they've done. But what what he's doing is being careful not to make it sound like he's looking for more in his thank yous, right? Anybody ever eat something somebody cooked and and you make sure you tell them how good it is knowing there's a chance they may make you some more? (laughs) Oh, not just me. Amen. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Pause, pause. Uh, He's clear here, though. It's not about needs for him right now. It's not about need. When he says need here in this part of the scripture, uh, he's using a word that's in the original language that that basically means lacking. It's what what David was was after when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Uh, um, uh, uh, It's something that's desired versus something that's required. Uh, let me let me try it this way. At a quarter tank of gas, uh, my my wife will say she needs gas. Yes, it's true. She desires it to be filled. That's my job. So she desires it to be filled, right? Right. So need, my, my, but my gas light might come on. But 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 it's it's a suggestion for me. <laughs> It, it may be several more miles and trips and journeys before I say I need gas. Amen. Amen. So it's a, it's something that's desired, not required. Paul says, though, he says, I'm not lacking. And even if I was running low, I've learned by experience to be content. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, to, to many people in that time, they had a philosophy. They, they, they were called Stoics. Being content meant being able to draw on something from within so that circumstances on the outside don't move you or make you unsteady. It was, it was self-sufficiency. Um, being content doesn't mean that things around you are the way that you want them to be. Uh, uh, but, but, but in spite of how it is, out there, you're okay in here. Content. Paul is saying that, that he's learned what he has inside him is enough. Uh, this, this, is, this is one of the greatest challenges of the human condition, <laughs> being content. We, we are generally not content. Even when we say we're content, we're generally not content. Uh, uh, I mean, it, and it's been with us since the beginning. Did, did you, you, you do know that, that Adam and Eve could eat from every tree that God created in the garden except one? All those pleasing trees that were good for food, they had all of it except one. And, and, and still, and today, nothing seems to have changed. There, there's whole industries that are banking on our lack of contentment coming through the radio, the television, billboards, sign. They, 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 they're cashing in on it. Doc, Dr. Tony Evans describes contentment as being satisfied and at rest about where God has you. Yes, Jesus. Despite what's happening around you. It's not natural or automatic. It must be learned, he says. 
Uh, uh, so where did Paul get this instruction? He said he's learned. Where did he get this instruction? Uh, well, I dig in, you can thumb through the scriptures and, and several scriptures list the experiences that taught Paul. We, we can read part of his resume in Second Second Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, it, it says there that, that he was, he, he listed out, uh, he was whipped five times and beaten with rods three times. He was stoned once. He was in constant danger as he traveled. He was shipwrecked three times, left drifting in the sea for a night and a day. He was often without food or drink and not enough clothes to keep him covered and warm. That's just a snapshot of his experiences. He, he didn't even get to the, to the, the chance to add on being thrown in several prisons. Paul faced all of this for, for, for preaching the gospel. So he knew how to handle being brought low and, and humbled, how to hunger and how to suffer lack. He had learned how to deal with it. But, but just as important, he knew how to deal with abounding Having, having plenty, the, Bi- the Bible spends a lot of time uh, dealing with the subject of wealth because many don't handle it well. Uh, 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 just for, for, for a good reference, you can see Luke chapter 18 and you can read about a rich young ruler there. Uh, people don't handle it well. They're often, uh, they become driven by it or they become selfish with it. But, but, but whether feasting with the rich or missing meals with the poor, Paul says, I'm content. I'm good. I've learned to be okay. But, but here he isn't, he isn't bragging about having the self-sufficiency that, that, that the society would be thinking of, the self-sufficiency and the internal fortitude to, to deal with all these things on his own. He, he's not content because of his own grit. Uh, um, just before the pull yourself up by your bootstraps crowd could stick out their chest in pride, Paul says the secret is actually in someone else that's working in me. The, the, the secret of my contentment, it's in someone else that's, who's working in me. You know, uh, it, when he mentioned secret, there, there, were, there were religious groups back then who had secret knowledge uh, and passes that would allow people to access and to participate in, in that foolishness. And it's like here though, Paul is saying, says God has given him the secret that it takes to participate in his sacred work with contentment. God has, 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 has whispered to Paul, but, but God's not keeping secret access from the saints. So Paul shares with them right away. He shares with them, I'm content because of the supply of strength I have in Jesus. Somebody needed to hear that. I'm content because of the supply of strength I had in Jesus, I'm going to say it one last time, because there's somebody that's watching online <laughs> that need to know the secret, and they're like, I didn't hear it. I'm content because of the supply of strength I have in Jesus. In the, in the, in the midst of, of serving God and living for Jesus in the world, Paul says, I am fully empowered by Christ. I can do all things through him. 
You know, now, now as, as with the rest of the Bible, people have gone crazy with this scripture, with this verse. They, they plastered it on mugs. It's on T-shirts and bumper stickers, and, and, they, and they, they, they've run with it. And even in Bible studies, some people, they go left when they should go right. They, um, they, they, take it, they take it to mean something more like, I can supernaturally bend all things to my will. Anything I want. I didn't study for the test, but I'll get an A because I can do all things. No, you can fail. Right, you sure can. You can fail that test. Paul is, he's really pointing out to the church that with Christ's strength, he can face, he can bear all things, such as the circumstances that he just mentioned. That the strength of Christ allows you to go through it. Amen. Uh, 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 even with all of this, though, um, Paul is is letting the, the, the Philippians know he's thankful. Their, their loving partnership had value to Paul and it had value for them. Uh, they, they not only got involved uh, with Paul when everything was shiny and simple and new, they they shared with him in his hardships and his distress. Uh, they, they, they came alongside him when he was in trouble. When, when, when believers do this, <clears throat> when they come alongside of people and share in their troubles, they, they emulate Jesus who, who actually stepped in to share in our trouble, taking the consequences of our trouble on himself on the cross. Uh, and so, so we're called to, to, to be sharers of trouble. We should be moving toward the trouble instead of running from it. That's another story for another day. Paul, Paul, Paul also encourages them for the faithfulness of their generosity. We should be generous. Uh, uh, he says, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. He said giving and, and receiving, Right. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not, 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 not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. He, he, the, the, their generosity had kept them in partnership, in a mutual sharing with Paul from the time they received the gospel. Uh, they've been in that partnership uh, uh, and then Paul starts using the fight, some financial language. Paul lets them know that there's a record. <laughs> there's an account of their generous giving. Uh, when, 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 other, when others were simply consumers of Paul's ministry, these Philippians were contributors. They were locking arms with Paul to advance the gospel to more places and, and more people. Uh, they, they remained faithfully generous partners. And after Paul left Philippi, before he had even gotten out of the region, uh, they collected and sent to him for his needs. Um, here he uses another word for need because it's almost as if he says he didn't need and then he did need. Uh, but but it, I like the Greek because they'll use two different words and we'll just use the same word and try to figure it out. Uh, but but he, they, he he uses a different word for need here. If the last word could, could represent what is desired, this one expresses what's required. 
It's about necessity. This word here, um, it's it's not it's not about having like only crackers for dinner and dreaming about steak. No, no, no. It's 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 necessity. It's more like the car is now completely empty. <laughs> it needs gas or it won't start. It needs <laughs> the gas now, right? When 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 Paul's mission required something. In order to continue, the Philippians sent it so that the mission could go on. And they did this over and over and over again. Uh, and, they, and they recognized something uh, that missions cost money. Missions cost money. We'll, we'll, we'll be soon in a season, uh, probably next starting next week, uh, 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 doing our missions, uh, special missions offering for Lottie Moon. Uh, because if someone is going to travel from here to another country to spread the gospel, it costs money for them to get on the airplane, doesn't it? They, they, it just costs money. Um, we're, we're able to gather here now because the, the men and women of our church continue to be faithfully generous. Uh, also that the mission can go on. You know, uh, uh, and I know it gets see, it gets quiet in the church when the church starts talking about money because you never know. Like, are they about to ask me for something? No, but but not here. I mean, other churches. But 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 you know, part of it is because of some things that that have happened. There, there's 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 always people out there that 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 do things that that they shouldn't be doing. Some some scheming so-called ministers chasing some lavish lifestyles. They, they've caused people to be suspicious of, of, of giving in the church. And I, and I, you know, I, you know, I keep it real with y'all. I, I, I feel like drop-kicking my TV every time I see one of those imposters on there peddling some so-called miracle water or, 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 or healing scarves in a commercial promising something that they can't provide and, and, and I get into an instant argument with myself and why do they keep letting them on TV? You know, but alright, okay. Yeah, but but, but what, I, what I do know is they will have to give an account to God. That's not what we're dealing with here. The Philippians know Paul's no peddler of God's word. He, he's a true apostle and a minister of the gospel. They know what they're dealing with. He, he reassures them that he's not looking for more as, as he thanks him and, and praises their generosity. In fact, he, he wants to report to them on how their giving has actually been an investment. It, it's producing dividends that they can't even imagine Paul's wanting to make them understand this. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, <clears throat> Paul notes that they took part in, 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 in a giving that was under severe affliction and, and out of extreme poverty, but they did it with joy. They were truly uh, storing up treasures, treasures in heaven like Jesus had, had taught in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. They were, they were living that life. Um, what, 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 what they had given sacrificially would ultimately bless them. They gave it out, but it was going to ultimately bless them. Paul, Paul wants them to have confidence that what they've done is recognized by the Lord. He connects the dots between the material and the spiritual. He says, I... He says, I've received full payment and more. Verse 18, 
I am well supplied having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. If if, if they were worried that, that Epaphroditus uh, got sick and, and fumbled his mission or, or that what they sent was not enough, it wasn't adequate, Paul, Paul reassures them here that, that their gift fulfilled what was required for ministry and was actually well beyond any debt of gratitude that could be paid. Uh, they had done well up and above and beyond what what they were called to do. In fact, the Philippians giving had greater impact in God's economy for them than it did in the world. Paul is, is, is shifting the lens that they will start to see God's economy. Paul starts to use language from the sacrificial worship system of, of, of Israel to describe the Philippians' gift as the, as the offerings that are laid on the altar before God, the, the whole burnt offerings. The, as, they, as they burned and the, and the smoke of the offering rose, it was called a sweet smell in the nostrils of God because of the willing heart of the one that was offering it. It was acceptable. According to Romans 12 and and 1, it's now the sacrificial offering of our total lives that pleases God. Uh, Money is just one part of the larger picture. God wants all of us. Paul says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And it's pleasing to him. The, The Philippians offering had served to fulfill Paul's need for God's mission, but it also had reached God himself, who, who Paul says will now fulfill all their needs. They had fulfilled Paul's need, but now God is going to fulfill. When Paul says all their needs, uh, he, he, he's, he's, pointing, he's pointing at the necessity. He's talking about needs, not greeds. Right. He's pointing at the necessity. What's 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 required for them to live the worried, worthy lives that they've been called to as kingdom citizens. God will give you that. God will will not only match, but surpass their generosity and sacrifice when it with an all sufficient supply more than enough to meet every single need. Uh, he, he, he makes all of this available in Christ Jesus. Uh, uh, you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. Uh, and, and, and because of that, <laughs> you should be giving God glory. <laughs> Paul jumps and leaps into a doxology, to a, a praise. He says, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. He says, he says, after considering all that God has and will supply uh, and has supplied out of his storehouse of riches 
in Christ Jesus. It's, it's fitting for Paul at this point to give him praise and give him glory. It's fitting. But, but guess what? It's not only uh, fitting for Paul. The, the Philippians uh, should join in in giving him glory. And, the, and not only the Philippians, the entire church should be giving him glory. And they should be giving him glory because in him, is always enough <laughs> in all circumstances. They should, they should be giving him glory because he's a good father who's lovingly brought us into his family and, and, and promises us provision for all of our need. Uh, they should be given glory because uh, we should be given glory because he, 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 he did it all through sending Jesus into the world to live for us, to die for us, and then to rise again from the grave for us. Uh, 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 Paul, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, he says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Uh, give praise that is, that's beyond whatever circumstances we face. Glory that's suitable for the one uh, who, who by his divine power, Peter, come on Peter, by his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. We should be giving glory and we should be giving praise. He, he, he's not bound by time or, or season like we are and, and neither should his praise be. Uh, to, to, to the ages of ages, the scripture is saying, forever and ever, he is and will be worthy of glory. He is always enough. We should be uh, 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 content. We should be generous. We should be confident and we should be giving him Glory. We should be giving him glory. Amen. Is any anybody that recognizes how worthy God is? Can, can, we, can we recognize what, what he's done through what Paul has showed us, shown us in, in this book of Philippians? How he's worked all these things together for good and he's still working these things out in our lives right now regardless of the season that we're in, regardless of what, of what we face. Uh, 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 the, the question we had to ask ourselves because he's already there. Uh, the song said earlier, you are here moving in this place. He, so he's available. The question we had to ask is, have you learned to face all things through the one who constantly infuses his strength into you? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. God is there. God will always do his part. But have we learned have we learned, according to this word, we have the provision of strength and resources to carry out what God has called us to right here at Sycamore Hill Church, Wilmington. According to this word, even if it seems like we lack, <laughs> he'll supply all our needs. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I pray we meditate on that. Oh, yeah.